Are you an intellectual who likes to get a little ratchet sometimes? Can you have lunch with your corporate co-workers, but still get some respect in the hood? Welcome to the show for all the misunderstood women who exist somewhere between the boardroom and the trap house. We are Two Bees in the Trap. It's Britney, bitch. All right. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode four of uh, Two Bees in the Trap. This is uh, this episode. We're going to be breaking down black love. Um, This is a special Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. Well, so you believe uh, in that sort of thing. You don't, Brittany? No, I was just saying for for those that believe in that sort of thing, you know, we don't want to leave anyone out. (laughs) Like Valentine's, uh, that's talking about that, but yeah, here we are. Here we are. Well, we're having conversations with black men today. We're just going to make it a dialogue. Typically it's just me, you, um, but we want to hear from the brothers out here, um, and see, you know, what their ideas of, uh, black relationships and marriage are as we enter, you know, a, a, a whole new society. Um, so today we have two uh, guest hosts joining us um, who just so happen to be black men. Um, we just kind of, it's just a coincidence that they're, <laughs> that they're black and they're men. Uh, Justin May, we have joining us. And uh, we also have Trey Stone. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to talking about their experiences and our experiences as a collective um, as it relates to love and relationships and marriage and just their perspectives on uh, Black love. Yeah, so if you guys want to just introduce yourselves and, uh, you know, let the audience kind of get an idea of, of what you guys do and and, um, and who you are. Uh, most definitely. So, like, you know, my name is Justin. I'm originally from Inglewood, California. Um, I know Brittany from college out in UNLV, and then I moved to Atlanta for a little while and, you know, kicked it out there a little bit too. Uh, right now, I work in music. I have a marketing agency. Uh, we help artists out with marketing plans and PR stuff. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much me right there. All right. And my name is Trey. Um, I'm <clears throat> Brittany's cousin. Um, I'm originally born and raised in Rochester, New York. Uh, I came down to North Carolina for the whole college experience and just kind of never went back. Um, kind of been living here in Charlotte for a good while now, um, working in the financial industry here. Um, you know, I have my own house, uh, live by myself, got my dog Elaine, who's um, I'm over here by my side. So, um, you know, that's pretty much my story. Yeah, in fun fact, Elaine is named after uh, the character Elaine from Seinfeld. Yes, yes, she is is, uh, named after uh, Elaine from Seinfeld. I did not give her that name. That is the name (laughs) she came with. And yes, she does have a brother, little Jerry. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So, so just to clarify, let's, let's get everybody's um, marital statuses, like what y'all put on your taxes, not, not (laughs) y'all letting y'all relationships. So, <laughs> uh, Trey, you are single, hundred percent single. Justin, single. All right, Brittany, single. And I will ask myself, uh, 
I am, I am married. I am married. And that shit is a fucking struggle. Um, so, (laughs) so, um, yeah. Oh, and fun fact, all of us are only children. So it's it's a very different and unique perspective because none of us are, you know, we have siblings, so we're all just assholes. So, um, you'll get a special, you'll get a special little, uh, you know, perspective today. So you guys know how we operate at this point. We're going to give you a little bit of history, um, before we get down to the nitty gritty, like why we even celebrate Valentine's and, you know, um, what, what, what Valentine's even really means. Um, so Valentine's actually, there's like several different little, I guess, myths about it. Um, but one being that there was a, um, a priest, um, back in Rome. And at that time they were encouraging soldiers like Roman soldiers not to get married. Um, they wanted them kind of like how they do in the military now to be specifically devoted to, um, the military. And so they outlawed marriage for young men, Valentine, um, who was the priest, he, um, thought that it was not right. And so he started performing marriages on the down low. I don't know when exactly they decided that they would start marketing this as a holiday to um kind of you know capitalism make, make people poor I mean not me anyway <laughs> but you know um people men specifically poor on this holiday yeah right after the Christmas holidays which is pretty uh pretty nefarious <laughs> <laughs> in itself but I mean capitalism in its essence is so why not just stick that right on right on there at the end coming into the new year before St. Patrick's Day because you can get drunk and forget about it That's and true. Then there's Easter where you can go and repent so <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much how they they, they laid that out so that. yeah and being that you know most of our holidays are pagan anyways in in America but just from that historical perspective alone it doesn't even seem like we as black people should be like celebrating Valentine's Day. Um, I'm gonna have to disagree there. I'm, I'm yeah. always good on some Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I mean, like as a kid, like growing up, my parents always would get me like Valentine's Day gifts. Like I yeah. always got, this is kind of weird. I always got like a set of like Valentine's Day pajamas. Oh, really? Yeah, and like my dad would like you know get me stuff like get me like candy or whatever or or just whatever I wanted that I didn't get for Christmas. <laughs> um, I mean and that was pretty much it. Like it wasn't you know we we celebrated it, but I guess it was in a more uh, familial way. So uh, Valentine's was always some bullshit. I mean, at home I would get stuff, but then like at school you know, boys give stuff to, you know, like they give the cards or the candy to the the girls that they kind of, you know, like the most or whatever. So, I mean, like all the light-skinned girls would have like you know, <laughs> 20, 20, 30, you know what I'm saying? And and smarties and I had like five or 10 and that was really just from my homegirls, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, don't want you to yeah. feel left out. Yeah, right, 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 right. Like, yeah, whatever. So, um, Anyway, we're going to transition into talking a little bit about just relationships. Um, so Brittany, do you have any, any, any thoughts? 
starting well, on on relationships like you know yeah yeah we kind of wanted to touch on a few things and i mean they're more specific to to what like our experiences as, as black women i guess dating and uh, of course we wanted to get black male perspectives as well but it seems like communication is always one of those like, like key you know issues and even just kind of like thinking about the holiday right like i was uh i was talking to Brittany earlier guys about this guy that i was dating and uh he's talked about his ex-wife <clears throat> well at the time i thought she was his ex-wife <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but like she was like a, a Muslim and didn't even like celebrate her own birthday. Mm. However, if he didn't do anything for Valentine's Day, it was like it was the end of the world. Like, you know, he had to do something for Valentine's Day more so than any other holiday, which I thought was very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think sometimes I guess there was like breakdown in communication in terms of what was going to be the thing to do uh, for Valentine's Day or what was considered an acceptable thoughtful enough gesture um to 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 i guess satisfy whatever you know she kind of had in her head uh for for celebrating that holiday or to make her feel whatever way she was looking to feel so just in general in terms of thinking about communication because that seems to be one of the main things that we struggle with i mean it, it's, it's probably an issue amongst other races as well but i find that within you know our community within black relationships, it seems to always be like at the top of the list. Why do you guys think that is? No, nah, I think that that's just a, um, a historical thing with, with us in this country, at least. Um, and it's, so it, it becomes cultural. Like, you know, you're not taught how to properly communicate by your parents to and between your parents. That's going to be an issue. Or if you never saw mm. your parents communicate properly, that'll probably trickle down to you. Or if you never saw um, or if you grew up in a split household and you saw your mom getting treated one way on this end, but whereas your dad was treating his, you know, new women on this end a certain way, it, it becomes a lot more convoluted for our community, I feel like. I think that's a very valid point. And I know, Britt, you and I were talking before about like just the importance of even having family dinners, coming from families or two-parent households where that was the norm. And then now being older and coming across people who, that's that wasn't something that was instilled in them growing up they didn't they didn't see that like everybody was eating in separate rooms so i know you talked about like seeing your parents actually work things out like at the dinner table or talk about things that may have been like you know points of contention for them uh based on whatever was going on at the time and that kind of you know that, that helps you develop a certain type of communication style but i mean overall just gucci outside. said every night is valentine's who said that gucci man <laughs> he said he said every night no <laughs> so um there's some serious things going on in y'all's lives if y'all are quoting and, and taking heed to gucci man uh, for <laughs> lifestyle <laughs> advice um i guess outside uh trey to your point outside of valentine's day you know how do you view communication um, between the black man and the black woman and some of the, the strengths and the weaknesses there? Um, I, I would certainly say it's, it's a challenge and certainly a lot of that I would say certainly comes from, you know, what you saw, what you experienced growing up, certainly. I don't think that can be, you know, there's no way around that. You know, if you saw a family that, you know, uh, your father and mother communicating when they have problems or yelling at each other when they have problems or getting violent, or maybe you didn't have a father and mother in the same 
it, I, I certainly think that that would affect your communication. But on the same token, you know, isn't that why we're here to grow and develop and evolve beyond, you know what I'm saying, you know, our upbringing and hopefully um, break that cycle. So um, I certainly, I certainly do agree. It does come, you know, from our upbringing, but that's not to say that we can't do anything about it, you know? Okay. Okay. And I wanted to also ask, um, you know, just in, in my dating experience, when I was actively dating before I got married, um, it seems like black men are a little bit less likely to commit. Um, I mean, I, we're, we're talking like three, four or five months and it's just like, oh, you know, we're still, we're still just friends. So to me, it seems like, you know, even not just marriage, but the, there's this, a, a real lack of interest in committing and being with one partner, uh, especially being in Atlanta um, at the time. So why does it seem that black men are less prone to commit? I feel like that it also becomes cultural at that point too, to an extent. Um, whereas, you know, if you saw your father or your uncles waiting until they were 50, 60 to get to be committed, it would, in your mind, that, that might be the way to do it just because that's what you saw. Um, at the same time, I, I, I also think that it's a numbers game too. Like typically the pool of um, marriable women outnumber the pool of marriable men uh, in the black community specifically, like the things that you're looking for out of a man financially and, and socially and things like that. Um, it's just fewer of them than it is in, in other communities. And, you know, obviously that's not a, a good thing to, to, you know, to, uh, to hold up, you know, to hold up as a black man. But I do feel like, you know, the actual like analytics play into that lack of, of committing too. because as a black man, you feel like, oh, I'm a black man with a with a degree in my own place. And da, 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 da. I can have whoever I want to. Like, I know plenty of guys like that. And mm -hmm. it, that that is that is more of a thing in our community, I feel like, whereas in other communities, um, that pool is larger. And so, the you know, the men that are that do fit that bill, you know, they're more likely to settle down because they don't have that that um that complex where they feel like they the god complex where i can have whoever i want whenever i want i was gonna say i agree with a lot of that um i think i think it's gonna be you're gonna be very hard pressed to find a lot of um you know african-american men that are self-sufficient that are are just you know eager dying to you know get into a long-term relationship and marriage and i'm not sure exactly why um, it seems like that's changed a lot since, I guess, um, you know, maybe when some of our parents were growing up, but um, maybe some of it is what we see, you know, idolizing the media, music videos, and um, some of the people we look up to as far as like athletes and, you know, some of the things that they're doing and, um, you know, different kind of lifestyles that they're living, athletes and musicians and all of that. So, um, you know, those are some of the people that, you know, many of us in our community look up to. So it's kind of, kind of, um, you know, our, our, our role models aren't exactly, you know, portraying some of the best family lifestyles either, I wouldn't say. So I think, I think both of you made really valid points. One thing that I, I really wanted to touch on is the fact that I personally think that, um, rap videos, hip hop music has really kind of ushered in this new generation of, you know, not number one, not showing respect to women, um, completely degrading us 
as women um, and the roles that we play. And then most importantly, the fact that, you know, why should you commit to one when, you know, there's there's here, like what what was that DMX song? Um, what you which what you niggas want was it there was Brenda Leticia Linda <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it's 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 like just woman after woman after woman yeah. after woman like yeah. what about you know what I'm saying like back in the day cool in the gang they had a song called Joanna you know like uh there the spinners had a song it was like back in the day it was a song about one freaking right. woman now right. you have these dudes talking about all and now you have fabulous who has been a part of that. And now he wants to write like posts about Emily B after he knocked her teeth out and she had to get new veneers or whatnot. Showing love and and being committed to one woman. That's that's the real challenge. She earned that, Britt. Fuck fuck out of here, Fabulous. Her and those teeth. For real, for real, for real. F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S, no. That's done. That's absolutely done. So I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out like, you know, where all of this stuff is coming from. I know definitely as a, a, a black educated woman, I'm like, okay, I'm a, you know, it's, it's, I'll be able to find somebody easy. And it's like, no, the black guys who have education, they're kind of like what Justin said, you know, they're like, nah, I'm not trying to be tied down to nobody. I got, I got my own apartment. You know what I'm saying? I got my own Dodge charger. You know what I'm saying? I'm really not trying to be committed challenger. like that. Right. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That was disrespectful. A challenger. Um, I kind of have to push back on the point about rap music. Um, just because if you look at before rap came about, like, you know, if you can just go watch the movie Ray and it's like he's smashing every chick on tour every night. Like that's if you go back and look at the music, especially like just as many songs that they got about singing to one woman. They got about you know, taking other women. And I feel like we're just more transparent nowadays because, right. you know, I mean, I don't I hate I don't want to bring this person up, but it's we have historical figures who now we know had yeah and then, and then like you know I, I could just look at i i came from like a two sides of the coin as far as like my family goes like one side of my family is educated and they do well and all of that stuff but the other side is like just always been on some street type shit and i have a, a particular uncle who's 82 now mm-hmm. and he's just been a pimp his whole life like he's been i've seen him hit women before i've seen him talk degrade them like like crazy i've seen pictures of him in the 60s with five of them on his arm, black women, not just white women. So I don't think it's anything new, to be honest. Right, but there is definitely a difference when it's being thrown in your face. You know what I mean? Like it's being encouraged now. Before it was almost like this is this is a, a part of life, but now when your your favorite celebrities and stars are showing you like they're 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 making it they're making you feel like if I don't do this, I'm not in the in crowd. Yeah. I, I I can't be accepted. And and the the caveat to that is that the real men, you know what I'm saying? The real men with money, the real successful guys, they get it. Like Kobe Bryant. You know, when he came out with that with that rape charge, you know what I'm saying? When all of that stuff came out, he knew that that would look really bad if his wife divorced him. There were times where, I, you know, based on just gossip and, and, and rumors where he and his wife were going to separate several times. And part of Kobe Bryant's image was being married. The point is, these moguls, these these bigger celebrities they seem to understand that marriage almost is part of a brand for them it elevates their status rather than being looked looked down upon and that seems a little to be a little concerning on why our generation doesn't feel that way 
Well, yeah, I, think, I, I think to that point, that's why we we took such an issue with the Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith thing because mm-hmm. I don't think any of these people that you just named are committed to anybody. So when you put on the facade, it makes it worse for your brand. Like this whole the the entire Smith family dynasty is built upon this marriage that they had, and they got this commitment and this black love and everything. Versus the reality of the situation is most men are gonna you know are gonna be committed when they're in that when they're in that situation. And you tend to respect the artist or the actor, whoever, more when they just keep it real like that. Like Michael B. Jordan, I mean, everybody seems to be loving him and the Lori Harvey thing. And it's like, he's dated whoever he wants to date. I will be offended if, if he attempted to just be single this, this, or attempted to put, put on a, um, a facade of he was like in a committed relationship the past 10 years or however long he's been famous. I think all of this really goes back to like the commercialization uh of loved or even perceived love that we have now. And I think in our community in particular, I actually watched a, a interview with uh, Cornell West on the Joe Rogan uh, podcast. And he was just talking about how we tend to vicariously live through uh, our celebrities and things a, a, a lot more than other others do. And that's not to say in the sense that, you know, white people don't have celebrities that they try to live through vicariously. But I think we do it more so in a sense of where we feel like that their lived experiences are somewhat shared experiences. Um, and so even with talking about the the Will and Jada situation, I think it made some people feel better about their own situations mm-hmm. um, to say, well, look at them, you know, they, they got this and that going on. So should that, that's okay for, for us to have all this shit we got going on over here. Like, you know, if they got all this money and all this fame and, and recognition and notoriety and they still, out here bad marriages for life then hey uh, <laughs> you know we we doing good right <laughs> <laughs> all right so um th- i guess the next question that i wanted to segue into is that our generation is really big on you know dating apps tinder really kind of like revolutionized things in terms of hookups um finding relationships i i wouldn't recommend tinder for re- relationships but i mean but just dating apps in general, they kind of give us a lot of variety um, that we probably wouldn't get um, if we went, you know, okay. just out and about. Yeah. So what do you guys think about dating apps? Do you guys think that they um, degrade um, relationships? Now, mind you, we're already having issues with guys committing. Um, but do you think that <laughs> that that the dating apps further degrade that you know, desire to be in a relationship or to commit um, when you're, you know, you, there's a smorgasbord of stuff at your disposal, at, at your disposal, like at any time. Um, and are they really a good thing to help present you with finding more than one option to finding your, your Cinderella? Well, I think you got to take it on a, on a case by case basis, right? So it's been people that found found love and marriages on dating apps. Plenty of people, right? So yeah, I met um, my husband on Match. Yeah, so so there you go. So I mean, it just just like anything in life, it depends on the person and how committed they are to making it work and putting in the time and effort to to meeting someone. So I don't think think you can say all dating apps are good or all dating apps are bad. I, I think it's very much user dependent and, and what the user um, is looking to get out of it and how sincere they are and, and really and really using it and then on, and then as far as like 
are they necessary? I would say in the time of the pandemic, which we're currently living in, almost they're almost essential. If you're single and you're looking to meet somebody or um, you know meet new people, uh, especially if you can't go out to a bar, a restaurant, a club, what have you. So I think, especially right now, this is another case where you know technology is coming in handy, and I think people are are definitely making the most of it. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think that it's it's a necessity right now, almost like a you know a necessary evil. Um, I like to look at like Tinder, like or whatever dating apps, as if I kind of look at it like The Sims. Like if you were to walk in a, in a room and everybody has like the little green arrows on top of their head, but like when you look at the women in the room. If you, see a green arrow, yeah, if you see a green arrow, she thinks you're attractive. If you order red arrows, they were going to say no to you if you walked up to them anyway. So it, it but, definitely like makes it clearer of who, who does and doesn't want you. Yeah, but to your point, though, Justin, I've been playing The Sims since I was 10, and I don't ever play The Sims without cheating. Like, I cheat all the time. <laughs> I cheat all my relationships. There's no way you can cheat relationships and get to 100 in 10, in 10 minutes and then marry this nigga in 20. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I wish, I wish that were... I wish that were even a possibility for us, but do dating apps kind of, I guess you're saying dating apps kind of give you that, those options kind of like the Sims? Oh, for sure. Dating apps are probably the reason I cheated all the time. Like that's- Oh, whoa. Help, help us understand that one. Right. Now I was in a relationship from like 21 to maybe 26. And oh, yeah, but like during that time, like I had my own place, I had my own job, my own car, like I was doing whatever. And I mean, it wasn't nothing against her. Like, I just, I really can't describe it. I was just a young man. I wanted to see as much as possible, touch as much as possible. Like, I didn't really have too much interest in being committed. So, you know. So how come you were in a relationship? Because it was, it was like the it thing to do? I was young. Like, I didn't, okay. I didn't see the, you know. That's, yeah, that's, 21 that's to 26. No one really should be. But, you know, you no. don't, no, hindsight is always that. 2020. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's and I try to tell young people like that I meet now, now that I'm 32, like, do not waste your time. <laughs> if you meet someone, that's fine, but just wait. Y'all can just be cool. If y'all get to a place later in life and y'all still are headed in the same direction and want that, yeah. But in your 20s, it's everything's fucked up. You know, <laughs> you're just you just need to be as free as possible so you can really see what it is you actually do like and want and who you even are. You don't even know who you are. 21 26 clear. i changed so much in that time frame but see clear, the dms okay. only got more popping when i would post when you yep cool. yep oh that mm -hmm. is definitely a thing absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. i've had several when i when i was living in atlanta i used to go out with my friends and it was ridiculous my some of my guy friends were married and they would take their rings off but the nights that they would leave their rings on and we would go to bars and clubs that's when it was the worst scarcity yep. mindset yeah yeah well and then too i've heard people actually prefer dealing with married people because it kind of uh provides them with a more consistent pattern of behavior <laughs> um they know that this person is only available during certain times and they can only go like certain places and you know they don't have to really be in it for real you know they kind of just schedule these things it's like clockwork with a married person and you, you know? get the best of that person like there's no arguing yeah. we're not talking about the kids we're not talking about nothing other than you know happy it's, things. it's escapism it's pretty fucked up yeah I'm making I, sound real appealing right now <laughs> 
If only you could take that and flip it without. I know it's I don't know it's terrible there has to be some kind of medium that people can get to though but I think it's just because primarily people are not very upfront and honest about what it is they truly want because they feel like if they were to come out the gate with that they would automatically either be rejected or you know there's going to be some something that doesn't gel and they don't want to lose out on that person because they just were honest about what it is they actually want and what they're trying to do so let me just only tell them half the story or you know I don't know. It's it's kind of fucked up. But like, like thinking about dating apps just in general, though. It, it, ever since I saw that episode of Black Mirror, Hang the DJ, have you guys seen that episode? Mm-hmm. I, I feel y'all like need to check really? out Black Mirror if y'all yes. have access to everybody oh out God. there. Black Mirror is the shit, and I will never look at Anthony Mackie the same again. Continue on. <laughs> uh, Anthony Mackie so let us down. He huh? let us down. It was different in the game, man. <laughs> Different in the game. Yeah, don't 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 watch it if you if you if you have any yeah. respect for Anthony Mackie. Yeah, don't. A lot of guys say they they're not gonna watch it specifically for that reason. Um, but hey, I forget, who, why do they do that? I don't know. Man. Was, I think it was a ritual. The agenda. The agenda. <laughs> the humiliation ritual. So yes, yeah, something. And, and the other guy, because I forget his name, the, the guy who uh, played the best friend, because he got a lot of roles after that. You I started seeing Diet him everywhere. McNeil? You mean Diet? Yeah. McNeil? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his real name is. But I was Diet McMill. <laughs> he looked like a great value version of Meek Mill. Yeah. 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 So, so okay. So talk to us a little bit about the biggest rift between black women and black men today one thing that i've really noticed especially since being on clubhouse is like the 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 competition the disdain that like i don't know what it is but black women and black men are not allies and you know i'm not big on social media i am ig list brit i am twitter list brit but Clubhouse kind of gives me an opportunity to, to see, you know, and hear what's going on. And I am, I am really disturbed at how these black men talk to these black women. And I'm very disturbed at how these black women um, talk about and talk to black men. There's, there's a complete lack of respect. What's going on with that? Okay, let's see. Oh, okay. I wanted to ask you a question before I responded. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you met your husband, was he like top six figure earner? If you don't mind me asking, like, was that a part of the attraction? So, yeah, um, my husband, he's, he's fine. You know, he looks like Zach Prescott. Um, so, you know, that was, that was appealing to me. He spoke German and um, he had been a helicopter pilot in the army and he was finishing up his piloting, um, his commercial piloting hours, um, you know, to become a, a, like a, a pilot for Delta. He was working at Delta. So, you know, I ha- I make good money. I work for, you know, the government and stuff like that. So that was absolutely appealing. He wasn't like a, a high six-figure earner. He made close to six figures um, and he made really good money. But I also saw the potential and saw him striving to towards something else. And I, I saw, I saw in my mind the, um, you know, the, the building of an empire together okay yeah okay that definitely makes sense so the reason i asked that is i feel like in our community there's too much emphasis on 
the 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 high end of the spectrum and the low end of the spectrum, which is like I want the six figure earner guy. And then the other argument in our community is, well, I, I don't want to stick around for your potential. I don't want to build you up. And then, you know, black women got to be down. I don't think it has to be. I don't think everybody has to have potential potential. Like my dad is what was a, a career electrician. Like mm. he is. I don't I think that more black women should be accepting of, of men that have trades and hardworking jobs with benefits and stop focusing on, well, he's starting a business right now. I don't want to be there to hold him down and or the, or the guy, you know, just focused on you know, being the, being the flashiest on Instagram or whatever the case may be. I just think our community does not put, it goes back, it goes back to the rappers and the actors. Like that's- I was just about to say, Jay, how are we going to do that when Saweetie is in our ears talking about, I'm going to show you how to bag an eight figure nigga. <laughs> and she wants to take us to, so I, to, to IC University. Yes, I'm actually, I, I actually am going to apply for So IC University in the fall 2021. I'm really excited. Um, so yeah. But but that that's a valid point though. Like when you think about why we don't, I, I actually had a, a guy friend tell me you don't want to be the come up girl. No, you do not. Um, and I was like, wow, really? You would think because you look at people like LeBron and his wife, and you know there are plenty of, of of examples of women who were with men when they weren't where they eventually got to in terms of their success. You know, regardless of what that is, what that success looks like. And that seemed to work out. But I guess that is sort of the exception to the rule when you think about it, because there's way more stories that we know about where they left that woman for someone they felt like they couldn't get when they were down. You know what I mean? So that's what I was talking to you about earlier today when we were talking about Jesse Williams. Before mm -hmm. Jesse Williams became Grey's Anatomy and all that stuff, he um, wasn't working. He didn't really have anything going on. His wife um, held them down and I don't know what the circumstances are that that led up to their divorce but he was kind of doing her a little dirty um in the divorce proceeding what happened I do have a take on that when you're done oh okay okay oh well of course it's light-skinned brothers uniting today <laughs> against what's going on now Justin um <laughs> no but but yeah so to me I think and I think I saw or at least what I was reading, I could resonate with some of it in a way, um, maybe distantly to how his wife was responding. Cause it seemed like she felt like, damn, like I held you down all those years and and this is how it goes out. You know what I'm saying? When you didn't have anything, I held you down. So um, Justin, go ahead and 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 make your, your point. So um, yeah, the, the last point you made, um, I definitely, I'm not too aware of like the divorce proceedings or like the details of the relationship. But I know that like if we if we're not being PC here and we're just all being human beings, everybody says the same thing when 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 they saw who he married. It's like, oh, he married her. Like I mean, I'm, 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 I'm yeah, I'm one of those people. But like, I don't I don't like to beat around the bush. Like, so I've been in a situation where I was with the chick and then everything was cool, and then the woman just got insecure. And you, as a man, it's just not too much you can do. I mean, he's Jesse Williams, like. Is it is it too far fetched to say, man, she just she just couldn't couldn't take it, like, or maybe he changed up. It's possible. It's possible. It's it's a very good chance, you know. Men get to his she, status. She does look like she does look sloppy, though. I'm not gonna lie, but that's mm. besides the point. Mm -mm. Held him down. Mm. <laughs> she had <laughs> tiny, tiny, tiny held Ti down. That what was uh, Ti's first album? She looked like it's oh, still a, a, a sex symbol to Pete to some people to who at that time, at that time, at that time, 
Any 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 woman any any popular R and B woman had, had her share of dudes or her pick of dudes back then. But yeah, type, type and, and like and, was, like, and Brittany, remember we talked because she was doing she was career wise wasn't she kind of she was ahead of Ti she was she was she was, doing, she, that, she, she was already established. She and Candy Burris she and Candy Burris wrote no scrubs for TLC. Right, they, they were they were doing things behind the scenes. They were good. Like she was much better off without Ti. Like you know what I'm saying? Then she has been. She's she's more stepped into a more submissive role, which maybe she's comfortable with. I don't think so, but um, yeah, that's been their dynamic. But he he wasn't on the up and up yet when she met him. He, he she financed his studio time for Urban Legend. Was that was his first album? Not Urban Legend. What was uh, I'm serious? Tra- oh, I'm, was I'm serious. Was I'm serious? Yeah. That's also that- why I think that Ti is a weirdo though. Back to like <laughs> tiny getting dudes. Like it's an interview where they interviewing him and they ask Escape about Tupac and they all just turn to Tiny and be like, Oh yeah, that was her. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, I think that's weird that you a fan of somebody that hit your wife, but mm. uh, to the point, like Tiny's smashing Tupac, like she, you know, she do what she want to do. I don't think that's the same as Jesse Williams' wife. You can't tell me that she does not feel insecure walking that red carpet around all these other nines and tens. I'm sorry, I, I, I just yeah, mm. yeah. So, <laughs> so gender roles. What what? Are, yeah, do, do we think that gender roles are as important today as, as they were before? And I guess we're talking about, um, and, and I'm going to just have to refer back to this book because Justin, man, this way of the superior man, I don't know who- There's some gems in there, man. Who, how, yeah, I put Brittany on. I've been putting everybody on to this book because this guy gets it. I don't know. Like, I still ain't even finished it yet, but it's it's so- <laughs> Every it, it validates every thought I've ever had after dealing with a dude that made me feel like I was crazy. It's like you're not crazy. This is <laughs> this is real shit. Um, and I think that you know when it comes to thinking about like masculine energies and and you know feminine energies, you know this is a little getting a little bit on the spiritual side a bit, but I think it's important to talk about because these dynamics are important when it comes to any kind of relationship, whether they be heterosexual, whether they be you know uh, homosexual relationships. Uh, whether you're a he, she, or are they them? Who's that they them? Who's that they them? Those energies are at play, right? Um, so, like, is that you know, do you guys feel like gender roles have become, are, are, are they are they even more important now? Or is it just that we're having difficulties trying to figure out how to balance these energies when it comes to the roles that men and women play in relationships, especially in, in Black relationships? I mean, I, I, I don't know about Justin, but I, I think they're pretty much irrelevant at this point, right? Like, when you say gender roles, I'm thinking like, you know, domestic roles, things like that. I, I definitely don't think that that matters. If you're talking about who should pay for dinner, you know, I mean, as a man, sure, I still try to pay for dinner as much as possible, but I'm definitely not opposed to my lady paying or or what have you, you know, and that's not a big deal. Um, I mean, you know, gender roles, are we talking about like holding the door for your lady? Is that like something, is that something like that the male should do? And 
I mean, I guess, yeah, sure, I'll do that. But if I slip up and don't do it, like, I don't expect to have any flat for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I don't really think that they're they're that relevant, really, on any level as far as, you know, being in a relationship, especially when we talk about, like, doing stuff around the, the house or whatnot. I mean, I don't think anybody's out here saying, no, you do it because you're the female or, or whatnot, or I'm going to do this you know, whatever, I think it's, it's more or less, um, especially for only children, right? Don't you guys feel like you just do whatever has to be done regardless of what it is, you know? This is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the, the way that you just described it um, is they're definitely irrelevant. Um, I think they become relevant when you're looking for a partner because you have to look in the mirror and acknowledge what you are and who you are, what you do and don't like. Like, um, you know, I, you asked, like, what do we follow on our taxes? And, you know, I, I put single. But the girl that I'm dating right now, like, she listens to, like, West Coast rap, rap gangster rap music and wears chucks. And it's like, I'm not about to force myself to, like, a woman who only wears heels and, like, a super dainty, you know what I'm saying? And you have to be comfortable with, with whatever you, you do and don't like. Like, some women prefer to be the one that pays. And there are men out there who don't mind being paid for. And so you can't force whatever narrative gender or whatever narrative society puts on you like we all have certain amounts of masculine and feminine energy and you just have to find what matches yours do we know that i don't i don't have anything yeah. that one. i was actually pretty strong <laughs> her and justin there. there out the gate swinging on that one you know right <laughs> <laughs> i mean Damn y'all last i mean what's y'all's take you know <laughs> I mean, I agree. I, I I think that it's becoming less of a thing over time, but I think kind of kind of to build off what Justin was saying, um, you have to decide within the dynamics of your relationship what works. There isn't a prescribed way. Like, you know, I think with our grandparents, for instance, there were just certain roles that women were expected to play and certain roles that men were expected to play. And that was a lot, a lot of times due to the fact that there were less opportunities for women than there were for men. So a lot of the roles that women ended up playing were kind of out of, by default, right? Because they they weren't primarily the, the breadwinners or, or things like that. So they kind of were defaulting to the the, the chore that their, their domicile was the, the area that they controlled and sort of had reign over in a sense. And, um, you know, once that sort of changed and women were able to earn a living for themselves and be more independent in that sense financially then now it becomes a thing of well what what do you individually feel fits you best what do you how do you feel most comfortable like you know what how do you embrace whatever dominant energy is kind of like within you and i think when we talk about you know masculine and, and feminine energies um Another question that came to my mind was, especially with Black men, do we really allow Black men the space and, you know, the ability to to sort of embrace more of their divine feminine energy? Um, And do we sometimes shun it as Black women if it doesn't look like what we feel like it should or if it makes us feel like, you know, oh, well, uh, I I feel more more masculine than than he is in these areas. So, you know, I what am I doing with, with a guy like this as opposed to saying, well, this is just another facet of who he is as a man and allowing him to embrace that and, and express himself in that way. What do you guys think? I think as Black women, we do do that. 
Yeah, I think y'all are the ones that need to answer that, right? Like, do y'all, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I, I can say, I think as a whole, like black women, we kind of probably struggle with that. And I just know this from talking to, to white women, or women that I work with, they don't have a problem at all with acknowledging their men when they are involved in things that require them to embrace more of their divine feminine energy, right? Like they don't call them punks or <laughs> tell them that, that that's just lame or, you know, you act on like a bitch or whatever they're like oh wow he cooks for me that's great I love when he cooks the the roasted chicken with parmesan and rosemary or whatever like <laughs> you know or when he is in here making art or whatever like and it's not even necessarily for for monetary purposes it's just because that's what he enjoys doing you know and they're well, supportive just, of that let me just say man I hope there's no ladies out there that are sitting there looking down on their man because he wanted to like cook a nice meal and you know uh, with all the garnishes and ornaments and make it look nice for like I, I hope I hope that's really not going on. I'm sure it probably is, but it, if if so, like that, that's that's a sad commentary on where we are. Like a man should be able to cook dinner. You know, listen, I, I, I've been an only child, as you guys know, my whole life. So I feel like I have to know how to cook. You know what I mean? I feel <laughs> like I can cook better than than most women. You know what I mean? And so like I hope I hope that that's not looked down upon. Somebody trying to do do something for somebody as far as just cooking a meal for a, you know, something like a domestic reason, you know? Nah, I, I mean, I just think that there's like a time and a space for everything. Like, I'm not going to lie. I did, I did dump a dude one time, um, because he cried, uh, during Selma. Um, and I just, <laughs> I just wasn't attracted to that. So I let, him, I let him know it's after, done after the movie and the meal that we wouldn't we would kind of cease and desist um ah! walk across that, that bloody that's that, it that, that's that, it, that bloody john sunday lewis. bridge by yourself yeah that's it john lewis like that's we, we yeah good trouble don't, so, don't cry in the car you've been to go cry in the car nigga. um so no so listen guys this has been a wonderful conversation we want to thank um justin yes. may and uh trey stone my family for coming through and really talking to us about some real important stuff today we really hope that you guys have pulled some good information from this conversation honestly um, I know that I have. And so as always, Brittany and I, we have our recommended readings, our buzzworthy readings, because that's that's just what we do. Um, Brittany, you want to start off? Sure. Um, for people who are a little bit more spiritually inclined, I would recommend this book called The Science of Love by John Baines. Now, mind you, this book does get a little, little deep. Um, so if you're not really trying to be on that path, this, this, this might be a bit much, but I would still recommend you check it out because I think that anybody that's trying to, you know, build a, a, a serious committed relationship, there are so many things in this book that I wish that I had known like years ago, um, but it's something that going into my next serious relationship, I feel like he's gonna have to read it or attempt to read it <laughs> um once again i know we we've already recommended this book uh, before but uh the way of the superior man that uh, justin may actually put me on i think this book is like should be necessary reading um i personally haven't even finished the book yet myself but everything i've read thus far that there's there's no lies yeah there, there's no lies thus far different yeah and i mean it's really free game um for all of the what 14 15 bucks <laughs> it's a lot of free game for for men 
for real. Like, I don't know what, what everybody's doing with their lives without that book. Um, there's also a book called The Mind Goes Forth, The Drama of Understanding by Harry and Bonnaroo Overstreet. This book is actually very, very, very dated. However, all of the ideas and concepts in it are still extremely relevant. And it just kind of talks about how we can be better communicators and, and you know, work better to understand one another when we're communicating and be more effective with that instead of like just kind of listening to respond the whole listening to actually understand it really goes deep into that and how we can be better with that um yeah and then the next book that we have is relationship goals how to win at dating marriage and sex uh it's by michael todd uh he's a like a, a pastor uh for elevation church um, really great book. Uh, and it's targeted more from a, a relationship slash Christian perspective. Um, but this is, this has been a, a really great read. Um, so I highly recommend that to, um, you at any point in your relationship, whether you're dating, you're, you're engaged, you can, you know, just working on yourself, definitely take a look at this book. Uh, and then we have the five love languages. This is an old, but but good um, basic book just on how to communicate um, to your lover and not, you know, through through nonverbal communication in the way that they receive it um, by and this book is by Gary Chapman. And then we have the weight, a powerful practice for finding the love of your life and the life you love by um, Devin Franklin, who is we, we mentioned him last week. Um, he is uh, Megan Good's husband. and He's also a pastor. And as we talked about before, they seem to have a very successful um, marriage and relationship. And this is a really great book that we recommend you guys check out as well. So uh, we're going to wrap it up. And we thank you guys so, so much. This has been thank an amazing guys. episode. And thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for listening to Two Bees in the Trap with your host, Brittany Yip. And Brittany W. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And don't forget to join us next week. And be sure to subscribe and also invite your friends to listen to us too. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. See you next time. Bye. It's Brittany, bitch.